At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and it is officially Sunday out here on the Pacific time zone, and that means that everyone in the continental 48 states has an NFL Sunday, and you know that what that means. We're going to be going hard and heavy with regards to the NFL betting board for the Sunday. Going to give you guys as many picks, as much analysis, and try to get you guys to the window in as many ways as seemingly possible in this final hour of the show. Also, when it comes to college basketball, we'll be refreshing the New York Post play that I wound up giving out in the last hour when it comes to that as well. And if you wound up missing out on that, vcin.com slash podcast, you're able to listen back. We post every single hour of all the shows that we wind up doing over there. We've got you covered, everyone out here in the studio does an absolutely tremendous job of being able to help out with that. So we've got you guys covered in a wide variety of ways, and we've got you covered on all these big games. You've got games that are going to be involving a lot of playoff contenders, and then you got some games in which there's not any sort of playoff expectations, like Washington football team against the New York Giants. This is going to be a little bit of a root canal game, so let's get it out of the way right now. As you've got the foosball team finding themselves as a seven-point favorite, and your total on this game is 38. And I tell you right now, I've got a lot of action for this NFL Sunday. This is not a game that I really want to have any interest in whatsoever because if I'm leaning towards anything, I'm leaning towards the under. I mean, your two quarterbacks for the Giants in this game are going to be Jake Fromm and Brian Lewerke. Yes, Brian Lewerke, who is in his first year from Michigan State and quite honestly was terrible at Michigan State. He has found his way onto an NFL roster. That shows you what we're at right now. Now, Saquon Barkley, I think you'd have a relatively solid game here for the New York Giants. I mean, he's out fully healthy, which that's like a first for him. He wound up having 100 yards in that game against the Chicago Bears. So he was able to do a solid job. But I mean, when it comes to the New York Giants, you've got Jake Fromm at quarterback. He's not going to be able to throw to Kadarius Tony. He's out of the fold. Dante Bettis is still out. Sterling Shepard is still out. John, John Ross is out. I hear that the towel boy wound up breaking his hand in some sort of a fight, complaining about how bad the wide receivers are. So, I mean, you really have Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and that is it. You've got not much to really speak of there. Now, I will say for the Giants, the second, the front line for the team, guys like Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and company, these guys are all going to be out there. So, you've got those guys who are able to do a relatively solid job. And for Washington, it was a defense that. Really, at the beginning of the season, was firing on all cylinders. Then when you wound up getting to, like, week four, week five, it was very bad, to say the least. They wound up giving up the 56 points 
to the Cowboys. But really past that, they have been able to reel it in a little bit more. 27 points or fewer. Give it up in five out of the last six weeks. And if you wind up giving up 27 points to this New York Giants team, it's more like giving up 50 to anyone else because this team is just absolutely terrible right now. I mean, but you take a look at Washington and they've got their woes on the offensive side of the ball as well. You've got yourself a Heineke and Taylor Heineke. He is not going to be able to get the ball to J.D. McKissick, who is currently out because... Well, he's been out for the last few weeks. Terry McLaurin has actually been relatively solid for the team. I do like what I've been able to see out of him. He's been able to give the team just under 1,000 yards. He's been able to pop off a little bit recently. Had seven receptions last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. So he's been able to do a relatively solid job when it comes to the defensive side of the ball for Washington. We've now got Montez, Montez Sweat, who's going to be out this game. But this is really the game in which I don't have much on. If I'm leaning towards a side, it would have to be Washington or nothing just because the New York Giants, they provide absolutely nothing whatsoever to make you want to bet on this team. I mean, this is a spot in which I've got nothing for the New York Giants. And when it comes to the total, I like the under of 38, but I think that this is a really low total. And this could turn out to be just a complete and utter calamity. You've got a pair of guys that are or a pair of teams that you just... Don't get a whole heck of a lot out of them. And when it comes to Mr. Joe Judge, I think that he's right now coaching for his job. And when guys are desperate trying to keep their jobs, they're willing to do anything. So you could wind up seeing the Giants give you a spirited effort. I don't want to bet for or against it. So I mean, my leans here are the under and the Washington football team. But I really don't have a whole heck of a lot official when it comes to that. We've got a lot more official when it comes to the rest of the board. I just want to get that one out of the way. Because in this game, I think it is actually very interesting. You've got the Packers and the Lions and we have got the Detroit Lions as about as short of an underdog as we've seen in quite a long time. You're seeing mostly threes on this game. And the total on this game, you're finding it in a lot of places right around a 44 and a half. And the Green Bay Packers announced that they are going to be starting a lot of their main guys. Aaron Rodgers is going to be going out there for this team. So that is something that you're able to bank on. Now, I wouldn't doubt it if you do wind up seeing someone like a Devontae Adams wind up getting a little bit more rest in this game because he has already locked up the franchise record for most catches in a season with 117. So he has been able to do a really good job. But you take a look at the Detroit Lions team, and they've been able to fight all season long. This is a team that has been above 500 against the spread. They've actually been able to make you some money if you've been betting on them. But the Green Bay Packers, when it comes to against the spread record, they are number one out there in the NFL. 11-4-1. This team has been absolutely magnificent. And when it comes to the Detroit Lions, I wouldn't doubt it if they wind up resting a few guys. But then again, you got Matt Campbell as your coach. And Matt Campbell, he is going to wind up like eating kneecaps and things like that. So, I mean, everyone who can play is going to be able to play. But you've got a lot of question marks when it comes to this team. Josh Reynolds may or may not play in this game. It looks like Jared Goff is probably going to wind up going in this game. So that is going to get him a couple more reps moving forward. But when Jared Goff has been out there, it hasn't necessarily been great for this offense. Now, it does help that you've now got a healthy DeAndre Swift along with Jamal Williams to be able to help him out in the backfield. But I do take a look at this defense for the Detroit Lions, and it just hasn't been able to hold up this year. They've been one of the worst teams offensively in all football. You just don't have a lot in the secondary. Guys like Will Harris, Tracy Walker, the third and company, these guys have just been no bueno for this team. And then you take a look at the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers have been able to do an absolutely tremendous job with Aaron Rodgers being able to lead the attack. He is going to be the MVP of the NFL, in my opinion. 35 touchdowns, four picks, nearly 4,000 yards. Has been just absolutely magnificent. Each out of the last six weeks, I don't think he's thrown a single interception. And in that time span, he has been able to just 
completely carve up defenses. Now, you have a little bit of an injury to Aaron Jones. If he does wind up seeing some reps in this game, you got to figure that he's going to be a little bit limited, and Billy Turner is going to be out of the fold. He's the right tackle of this team, so got a little bit of something there, but by and large, you've got a lot of the Packers going to be going out there with the Packers going at full staff. I think that this makes the handicap very easy. You don't need to wind up overthinking it and thinking, oh boy, what's going to happen now? The one thing that does wind up coming into play, and this could wind up going into a little bit of more in-game betting, is if the Green Bay Packers wind up having a really good first half, and then they wind up yanking guys for the second half, or it becomes a circumstance like we wind up seeing with the Indianapolis Colts a few years ago when they were going for their undefeated season, and then just for some reason or the other, this was not week 18, obviously, because, well, this is the first week 18 ever, but this was more week 16, if I remember correctly. They still had a game and a half to go in, like, the third quarter. They wound up yanking everyone. As we remember, they wound up going to the Super Bowl that year against the Saints. They wound up losing the Super Bowl, so it didn't wind up doing any good. So that is something that you do want to be monitoring a little bit, but I do think that the Packers are going to give you a good, honest effort. The number of three, I just feel like it's off base when it comes to this. I think that the Packers should be able to take down the Detroit Lions. They should be able to do so very convincingly. With the total, I'd probably be looking a little bit more at the over because I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to try to get himself a couple touchdown passes in this game. The Packers defense, and it's not necessarily been as great recently as well. When it comes to Packers, they wound up getting off to an absolutely magnificent start to the under. I believe that eight out of their first 10 games wound up going under. Now, they did a much better job against the Vikings and the Ravens, so they were able to do a relatively solid job in those two weeks. But you take a look at the Packers. They have given up 22, 30, 30, 28, 34 in really their last five weeks prior to that Vikings game. So they have been regressing a little bit. So if I lean anywhere on the total, it's the over. But what I really like in this game, Packers laying three points. I think that you're getting very good, solid value here. We've got a game that we're going to be hitting upon in the afternoon. Our good friend, Mr. Nick Wells, the wonderful technical director of this show, he is not going to like what I've got to say about the New England Patriots as he's a Patriots fan. And we have seen this line get to six with the New England Patriots. They are going to be playing us the Miami Dolphins. Total on this game is 40. Not only do I think that the Miami Dolphins are going to be able to cover the spread, I think that the Dolphins are going to be able to win this game outright. A little bit of a pesky spot. And I don't know what it is about the New England Patriots, but when they wind up going to Miami, it's sort of their house of horrors. I mean, we wind up seeing it with so many of these teams, whether it be out there in college basketball, whether it be out there in the NFL, baseball, what have you. It just feels like Miami has the New England Patriots number when they wind up playing in New England. I have no idea what it is. I mean, maybe it's just the climate, what have you, but I mean, the Miami Dolphins always seem to just play their best football Whenever New England winds up coming to town, that is something that you take a look at a little bit. Obviously, I'm not going to be shading my number like too drastically because of that. But with that said, when you take a look at the New England Patriots, I do think that they're going to have a little bit of a tough time being able to bottle up Tua. Tua, I actually feel like, has went a little bit under the radar this season because I mean, it was a really bad start for him to begin with. But you take a look at Tua. He's not necessarily been gunning it down the field too much, but this is a guy that's completing right around 68% of his passes. He's been able to do a nice job there. Now, in recent weeks, has been throwing some picks. The combined four picks in the last three weeks, and this is a New England secondary that has been able to do a very rock-solid job, but I do take a look at the Patriots as well, and Mac Jones has wind up seeing a little bit of regression as you've got Alabama on Alabama in this matchup, but you take a look at Jones. He's thrown four interceptions in the last three weeks as well. Was able to excel against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but... 
Let's call it what it is. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars in the games against the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts was not able to step up there. And this is a Dolphins team that they wound up improving once they wound up getting some of their guys that were banged up in the secondary back more specifically, Xavion Howard. He has been a complete and utter X-factor for this Miami Dolphins team. And you take a look at the Dolphins, and they do have a little bit of a tough time running the ball. That is really their main Achilles heel. But you've got pretty much all of your main wide receivers who are going to be available to Tua. So I do think that Tua is going to be able to do a good job against this defense. We have seen Jalen Waddle have one of the better rookie seasons that we've seen for a wide receiver. He's got 99 receptions. And we're going to be touching upon just this game, putting a little bit more of a bow on it. And then taking a little bit more of a look at the games that are going to be slated for the early window of 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the other side. As it is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are back here in lovely Las Vegas with the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, taking a look at everything that we've got on the board here for this NFL Sunday. It's going to be a big one. And we left off talking about this Patriots versus Dolphins game. If there is an underdog that I like of more than three points on the money line, it is Miami Dolphins. I was talking a little bit about how Tua has been very effective recently. And then you take a look at the New England Patriots and what has really been the lifeblood of this team on offense has been Mac Jones not having to air it out too much, not having to do too much in general. And what has been really tough for this team has been the fact that the ground game has been a little bit more stagnant recently. And Damian Harris has been dealing with a little bit of an ailment. Now, it seems like he should be good to go on this one because he wanted practicing on a very limited basis. But you tell that he was a little bit hampered in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Still was able to put up multiple touchdowns, but... That's because it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if he's at less than 100%, I do think that that is going to be hurting this New England Patriots team. And you take a look at the Patriots, and they're going to be without a couple key pieces on defense, and the biggest of which is Dante Hightower. I think that that is going to allow the Miami Dolphins to be able to be successful in moving the ball on this New England Patriots team. I do think that it's a game in which... If I'm leaning anywhere with the total, I'd be looking a little bit more at the over. You've actually had a Patriots team that has been 500 to the over, which you haven't had a lot of teams be able to hit at least 50% of games to the over because you take a look at the NFL in general thus far this season. You've got 54.9% of games 
going under the total 141 unders, 116 overs, and a few pushes along the way. So it actually has been interesting to take a look at that. But I do think that the Miami Dolphins should be able to do a good job of being able to carve up this Patriots secondary. I do think that Tua is going to be able to come out, get the ball into guys like Jalen Waddle's hands, even though the Dolphins have been a little bit one-dimensional. The ground game hasn't necessarily been tremendous for them. I do think that the Dolphins are going to be able to move the ball just enough to be able to get the win. Might wind up taking six as a safety blanket, but this is a team in the Miami Dolphins that I think should be able to get the outright win. And if I'm looking anywhere on this total, I'm going to be taking a look at the over, but a little bit more tepid with regards to the over rather than the Miami Dolphins. As we've got a game in which I like the total a little bit more in this one than the side. That would be the Chicago Bears playing on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are finding themselves as a four to four and a half point favorite, depending on where you look in your Toronto's game between 44 and 44 and a half. This is going to be a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under. I mean, there just isn't much taking overs in Chicago Bears games at this point because, I mean, the Bears defense has been relatively rock solid. Now, they've obviously dealt with attrition with regards to injuries, but this is still a Bears team that you still have out there. A lot of your main star guys, Alec Ogletree, has been really good for the team all season long. Now, Khalil Mack. Obviously, him being out of the fold has affected things a little bit, but you just take a look at what you're able to get out of someone like a Robert Quinn. He has been absolutely masterful for this team as he has racked up 18 sacks. Now, it seems like he's a little bit questionable for this game, so you certainly do want to be putting that in your back pocket, but I mean, he has gotten a sack in each out of the last five weeks, and he has wound up playing, so he has been tremendous. Bruce Irvin is able to get some pressure on the passer as well. This is a secondary, which any Jackson company have been able to hold up at the point of attack, but you do take a look at this Bears team, man. It seems as though the Red Rifle is going to be getting the start here because Fields, he is right now still on the COVID-19 list. So it appears as though it is most likely going to be the Red Rifle who does wind up going in this game. You do want to be checking in just in case if Justin Fields does wind up getting activated for this game. But as of right now, Justin Fields listed on the COVID-19 list. And it doesn't matter whether it's Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. This has been an absolutely terrible Chicago Bears offense. That ranks in the bottom 10 of darn near every single category. Now, I will say David Montgomery, and to a lesser extent, Khalil Herbert, they've been able to carry the mail on the ground. These two guys have been relatively solid with Montgomery. He just hasn't necessarily been as effective in recent weeks because defenses know exactly what's coming. They're going to be running the ball with David Montgomery because they have no passing game. Doesn't matter who's out there at quarterback. It has been the case for the Chicago Bears team all season long. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Minnesota Vikings and... Certainly things have been a little bit of a calamity for this team in recent weeks, and I have no idea how, I have no idea why, but it feels like every single Minnesota Vikings team, Minnesota Vikings game seems to be really, really interesting to say the least. I mean, aside from the bludgeoning that they want taking against the Green Bay Packers last week, this has been a team in which like every single one of their games goes down to that final possession. They could be like, 13 wins right now. They could have 13 losses right now. I mean, that is the way that the Minnesota Vikings season has went because every single one of their games comes out to the final possession. Now, if I'm looking anywhere, I'd be looking to lay it with the Vikings, but I really do like the total under just because, well, you've just got the dysfunction of the Chicago Bears when it comes to their offense, and then when it comes to the defense of the Minnesota Vikings has been a little bit more hit or miss. They got carved up by the Green Bay Packers, but prior to that, they were doing a little bit more of something that came against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was not necessarily terrific, but you saw guys like Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, and company out there in the secondary a little bit 
longer in the tooth, but still able to do a relatively solid job. Anthony Barr has been solid for this team, and you do want to note that Eric Hendricks is going to be out for this game, but you do take a look at the Vikings, and this is a relatively solid offense of their own. Dalvin Cook, I feel like he's one of the better running backs out there in all football, but you saw him really get neutralized in that game against the Green Bay Packers. He wound up having just 13 rush yards. They did a great job of being able to take him out of the game, and then when you wind up getting down the way that this team wound up getting down, it just makes things very, very brutal. And obviously for the Minnesota Vikings, that was a tough situation because Kirk Covenson's he was unable to play last week due to COVID-19 protocols. He is now going to be back in the fold for the team. But even when he's been out there, he's thrown a combined four interceptions in the last three games. He's facing off a, against a relatively solid defense here of the Chicago Bears. I think that that's going to lend itself to a very low-scoring game, a little bit more of a slog on both sides. So I take a look at this game, really like the under. If I'm laying anything here, I'll be laying the four with the Minnesota Vikings, but feel a little bit better about the total rather than the side in this spot. What I feel very, very interested about, to say the least, is what we do wind up getting out of the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts, 14.5 point favorites. Total on this game, 43.5. I'm going to wind up taking the stinky, stinky dog here of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm willing to take two touchdowns with Hook. Got to be getting the hook because I think that that could wind up coming into play. But I do take a look at this Indianapolis Colts team, and I do think that there's a chance that they could wind up getting held down by a Jaguars team that has shown a little bit of fight on defense. Now, that fight did not wind up coming into last week. They wound up giving up 50 points to the New England Patriots. It was just a no good, very bad, terrible game. But this is a Jaguars team that we know what they've went through this year. The Urban Meyer experience, and boy, oh boy, you don't want to be going through the Urban Meyer experience, but I think that these guys, they're going to have everything in the world to play for. You also want to be taking a look at potentially a Marvin Jones player prop because Marvin Jones, I believe that if he winds up hitting 800 yards, it might be a little bit more. He's going to be able to get a big player incentive. So I do think that when it comes to... When it comes to Trevor Lawrence, he is going to be trying to get him the ball. I do think that it's a Jaguars team that could find themselves down early in this game, so that'll help out Jones even more. But I do take a look at Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, boy, he has thrown 17 interceptions this season, but he's going up against an Indianapolis Colts team, which the defense has been very shaky this year, to say the least. When it comes to Lawrence, he has thrown interceptions in just one out of the last three games. Now, that one game, he wound up throwing three interceptions in last week against the New England Patriots, but he's been able to do a better job of being able to rein it in a little bit more of that game last week, just wound up getting away from them. And when it comes to sports betting, you always want to be able to buy low and sell high. This is about as much of a buy low spot as you can humanly get with the Jacksonville Jaguars after the way that they wound up getting blown out last week. Now, Jonathan Taylor, got to figure that he's going to be able to get his. I mean, he has been absolutely tremendous this year, 18 touchdowns. He has been able to just log the yards upon yards, 100 plus yards in each of the last four weeks. So, I mean, he has been doing everything for this Indianapolis Colts team. But when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that they themselves are going to want to feature their running back that has been able to show some nice flashes as well in James Robinson. Robinson has been able to do a nice job all season long. He was really a guy that was really able to take hold of this offense. He wanted being out last week. He's going to be out once again this week. So you got to figure that you want to try to be able to find someone that's going to be able to back him up because you wound up having Travis ATN wind up going out for the season prior to it, which is why they were able to give him a couple more carries. But you take a look at what you're all going to be able to have out there in Angubalale. And I do think that he's going to be able to give you a little bit more of a spirited effort. They wind up having a touchdown in that game against the Jets a few weeks ago. So I do think that that's going to be a big guy that winds coming in from Wisconsin. And then you take a look at what you're, you're able to have along with Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, along with Laquan Treadwell. Chenault 
wound up missing the last few weeks. Looks like he is going to be back in the fold and should be able to give this team a relatively solid effort. I've always liked him ever since he wound up coming out of Colorado. So I think that it's going to be a big week for Trevor Lawrence to try to show, okay, this is going to be the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. New incoming coach. Here's what you're going to be able to get out of us. And a lot of these guys, they're going to be fighting for jobs. Even though we talk about, and air quotes here, tanking with regards to some of these teams, the players out there on the field are not going to give up on this game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. These are grown men that are fighting for their jobs. They are fighting for contracts in future years. It's the organization in general that would wind up doing so. But I mean, you got an interim coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Mr. Daryl Bevel, who's really going to want to try to show himself as well. So I think that you're going to get your best shot here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do I think that the Jaguars win this game outright? I think that they're going to be up against it. I think that that's going to be a no. But at the same time, we have seen the Indianapolis Colts defense be a little bit more leaky towards the back half of the season as well. So I do think that there's a little bit of value here with the 14 and a half points of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm going to wind up gobbling those up. And we're going to see if I'm going to be gobbling up more points with some other big underdogs here on the NFL betting board as we're going to be diving into that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VSIN.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, Betting Splits, Key Trends, and Matchup Data for every single game. Now at VEASAN.com slash NFL, as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got you covered all throughout the day with everything that is going to be coming up on this big NFL Sunday. Also, it's a nice college basketball Sunday as well in the final segment. Going to be refreshing what I've got with regards to my New York Post pick for today, so we're going to be going through that, but all about the NFL as well today, and we got to be taking a look at a game that I think is really interesting with regards to this one as Right now, you're finding the Cleveland Browns as a five and a half point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, you're finding this total clocking in right around about a 37, depending on where you look. And this is a spot in which I still am going to be taking a look at the Bengals outright, even though we know that Joe Burrow not going to be playing in this game. Obviously, Baker Mayfield not going to be playing in this game either, which is why you do wind up seeing one of the lowest totals out there on the board. But when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, I still do think that they're going to be able to have some success with Brandon Allen out there. Allen, certainly not a guy who's been seeing any reps, but someone who in the past has had a little bit of success at the NFL level. You take a look at him throughout his career, right around nine touchdowns and six interceptions. Wound up seeing a few starts last season with the Bengals when you did wind up having Mr. Burrow be down and then during the 2019 campaign, was able to fill in a little bit when it came to the Denver Broncos as well. And it's a competent quarterback, not necessarily someone that's going to go out there and light the world on fire, but I would say that he and Case Keenum are relative equals. I would give a little bit of an edge here to Case Keenum when it comes to the quarterbacking spot, but when it comes to the Bengals, they aren't going to be resting a lot of their skill guys. Guys like Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, these guys should be good to go in this game. Now, Joe Mixon is going to be out the fold, so you don't want to be noting that as well. But you take a look at this Cleveland Browns team, and this team has shown nothing whatsoever to warrant them being a five-and-a-half-point favorite because you've got Case Keenum. He's going to be able to throw to Jarvis Landry, and Donovan Peoples-Jones 
before he wound up getting injured, was able to be absolutely tremendous, but missing all that time. He just hasn't been necessarily the same guy ever since then, so that is a little bit of an issue. And then you take a look at just what you've been able to get out of Landry, and it's been a really bad year for him. He's been dealing with some injuries, and just when he's caught the ball, he hasn't had the same explosiveness as in past years as well. So, I mean, it's been really tough to see. When it comes to this Browns team, they've been able to do a solid job on defense with Miles Garrett. You can tell that he's been playing hurt, and this is a secondary that's going to be without Denzel Ward. You're going to have Josh Johnson and Ronnie Harrison most likely playing, and if they do wind up playing, they're going to be a little bit injured. So that is another issue that you wind up going through with regards to this Browns team. Browns have been relatively okay on defense. Not necessarily great, not necessarily terrible, but but I think why it's getting a little bit undersold when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals team has been the defense has actually been relatively solid for this team. I take a look at them, and they've really been able to do a nice job all season long. I feel like they go under the radar a tad. When it comes to Trey Hendrickson, he has been able to give the team a whole heck of a lot. He has been able to rack up 14 sacks. Now, he is on the COVID-19 list, so he is going to be out the full day. Really, when it comes to the COVID-19 list, it wound up getting hit with a lot of these guys along that Bengals front seven, as it looks like DJ Reader is going to be out the full along with Sam Hubbard. But you still have some guys that are going to be able to do a nice job of be able to perform. You've got Josh Chopu who's going to be out there. Mike Daniels, who we all remember from his days with the Green Bay Packers. He's probably going to be seeing some added reps as well. So I still think that they're in relatively solid hands. So you do have a pair of teams that they have been really dealing with it, obviously, at the quarterback spot. But beyond that, secondary and defense as well. But I still think that the Bengals, with that connection to Jamar Chase, are going to be able to win this game outright. I do think that they've got a good shot of really being able to take it to a Cleveland Browns team that, let's call it what it is, it has been a cataclysmically bad last stretch of the season really ever since the Odell Beckham Jr. situation wound up happening it just has gone downhill from there and I don't see any reason why the Cleveland Browns should be a five and a half point favorite in this spot I really don't I personally think that the money line has relatively good value right now you're finding it right around plus $192 in a lot of spots so that's the spot that I'm going to be taking a look at a money line when it comes to total, if I'm leaning anywhere, I'm leaning towards the over just because you do have the Bengals a little bit damaged with regards to that front seven I do think that People are sleeping on both of these quarterbacks in this game as well. So I'd be leaning a little bit more towards the over, but no reason why the Cleveland Browns should be between a five and five and a half point favorite in this spot. I think that's going to be really interesting to take a look at this one as well, because I do like another money line underdog here. Steelers versus Ravens. So we're saying right out there in the same division right now, you've got the Steelers who are finding themselves a three and a half point underdog total on this game is 41. But I do take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got a slim shot of being able to make the postseason here because you've got just a bunch of wonkiness when it comes to the AFC. So both of these teams, they really, really want to be getting this win to be able to help out their playoff hopes. And when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you've got Ben Roethlisberger. Who he's not going to be able to play at home really anymore, but you got to have a feeling that this might be the end for Ben Roethlisberger at the very minimum. Ben Roethlisberger in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, and you know that he is going to give everything that he's got in this game. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, darn near everyone is going to be out there. Juju Smith-Susher is still on injured reserve, but that's nothing new. You're going to have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and company to be able to throw to. And then when it comes to this Pittsburgh Steelers team, Najee Harris has been getting the ball, and he's really been getting it rolling. How about in that game against the Browns? He had a buck 88 with a touchdown. That was by far his best game of the season and 93 plus yards in three of the last four weeks. So he has been able to really excel for this team when it comes to the defense of the Steelers. Other than the guys that we've known have been out and on injured reserve for quite a while. 
They are all going to be out there, including Joe Hayden, who's been dealing with quite a few ailments this season. TJ Watt, if he winds up getting, I believe it's a second half, he is going to be able to get the record for most sacks by any defensive player in a season, obviously. Might have a little bit of an asterisk on this one with it being game number 17, but certainly he has been able to do an absolutely tremendous job for this bunch. You've got guys like Chris Wormley and company who I think are going to be able to do a good job up front. And then for the Baltimore Ravens, as we know, Lamar Jackson absolutely banged up for this team. He is going to be a no-go in this one. So you wind up going to Tyler Huntley. And I like what I've seen out of Tyler Huntley. He's been able to do a relatively solid job for this team. Certainly is going to be a guy that a lot of teams, when it comes to feature years, are going to be like, man, we missed out on that guy. But when it comes to Huntley, he certainly is, I would consider him a little bit more milk toast. He's a guy that he does a solid job. He's been completing 70-plus percent of his passes in three out of the four starts. And he's wound up getting... Big thing with him, he gets sacked. He has taken three-plus sacks in three out of his four starts. I do think that that is going to be a big issue in this game, especially with T.J. Watt trying to get that record for most sacks in a season. So if you're taking that T.J. Watt special of being able to break the record at one-and-a-half sacks, that might be somewhere to look, although I will say, at DraftKings, I'm seeing it at minus 130 juice. I don't know if I'd want to bet on any guy getting more than one sack at minus 130 juice, but certainly if you're looking at the nitty-gritty with regards to that prop, it's a guy in Huntley who is taking sacks, so there is that aspect of it. You take a look at the guys that Mr. Huntley are going to be able to throw to. You've got Hollywood Brown, who's been able to do a better job here in the back half of the season, wound up dropping quite a few passes so it's the early part of the season, but has been reined in when he wound up playing against the Green Bay Packers a few weeks ago. Did wind up having 10 receptions in that game, so he's been a little bit of a safety blanket here for Huntley. You take a look at the Ravens and their defense, and it's been, no doubt, really been dealing with a bunch of injuries, but the guys that we've been seeing in recent weeks are all going to be out there. Calais Campbell, Patrick Queen, and company along that front seven. So if I'm leaning anywhere with the total, I'd be taking a look at the under, but I just don't think that Huntley and company should be a favorite in this spot. The Ravens, they've been just dealing with ailments all season long. The Pittsburgh Steelers have everything in the world to play for, and I think that Najee Harris is going to be able to go off and he's going to be able to have a big game in this one. So I'm going to be taking a look at the money line at the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. When it comes to the total, I like the under a little bit more than anything else, but with that said, a little bit more tepid with regards to the under rather than taking a look at the money line in this game. When it comes to the NFL slate, we've hit on a bunch of the early games. How about if we hit on a little bit of a later game? I've been giving out a whole bunch of underdogs. Going to be looking at a favorite in this spot with the Rams and the San Francisco 49ers with the Rams. We are finding them as a 3.5-point favorite, and your total on this game Ranging a little bit, seeing a lot of 44 and a halfs out there. You might find it at a 44. You might be able to get a straight 45 as well. But when it comes to this game, I do think that the Rams should be able to roll. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, certainly has been a team that has dealt with a bunch of ailments this season. I mean, it goes all the way back to week one. The fact that you wound up having Raheem Mostert go out after like two or three Garys. So that was something that was not necessarily tremendous for this team. You take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and he is questionable for this game. It looks like he is most likely going to be able to go on that injured thumb, but even if he is out there, I think that the difference between he and Trey Lance is not necessarily as demonstrative as some people might want to believe. Lance was able to actually do a solid job last week. He had two touchdowns and a pick in that game against the Houston Texans, was able to lead the team to victory, so... Certainly was able to show his worth there. And when it comes to the 49ers, they were dealing with a little bit of an injury to Elijah Mitchell a few weeks ago. He's going to be back out there. He's going to be able to tote the rock for this team. Obviously, you've got your skill guys like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel and company. They're going to be able to help out this team. But you do take a look at this San Francisco 49ers defense. And it's 
been a tad bit more leaky recently. They did wind up being able to get the win against the Texans last week. They held them to seven points, but you take a look at it when they wound up giving up 31 points to the Cardinals. That was not necessarily the world's greatest look. The Colts game was a brutal one as well. Heck, they wound up giving up 22 points to a Browns team that, or a Bears team that has really been struggling as well. We're going to tie a little bit of bow on this one on the other side, and then in the final segment, going to give you guys my New York Post play in college basketball for the Sunday and just try to recap everything that I like in general on this NFL Sunday. That is coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting season ever. Our all new big game, Big Day and Special, provides VSIN plus all access to everything that we do now through April 5th for just $69. Sign up now and you'll get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game, and college hoops betting guides, plus Full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today as it is a great Peterson experience right here on the Sports Betting Network, and we've got you covered all throughout the day with everything on what is going to be a rambunctious Week 18, the First week 18 we've ever had in the NFL, Femi Obafefe and company going to be coming at you guys with point spread Sunday at 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, and it just continues through. I'll be on the look at tonight, by the way, so we're going to be having that, and then you've got the opening line show as well, so we've got a little bit of everything going on, but continuing on with what we've got with the game that I was talking about just before we wound up hitting the break, you've got the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. I do like the Rams in this spot. I take a look at Matt Safford, and certainly the interceptions that he's been throwing in recent weeks, that is a little bit of an issue, but I do take a look at the 49ers as well, and I do think that they're just going to have a little bit of a tough time being able to move the ball on a Rams defense that it has been able to pick up in recent weeks. As we know, the LA Rams, they certainly have just some of the best pieces that we've ever seen of any defense ever. I mean, it's been absolutely magnificent to be able to take a look at that, but I do think that the Rams are starting to mesh together. You've got whole bunch of guys that are trying to sort of work together. And Cooper Cup, if he winds up getting, I believe it's 14 catches, he will have the record 
for most receptions in a season. Now, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be able to get that, but I mean, can we put it past him? He wound up having 13 catches in a game a few weeks ago against the Arizona Cardinals, so I think that he's going to be able to do an absolutely tremendous job in this game. You've been able to have Sony Michelle be able to do a good job in the ground game as well. You take a look at Michelle. He's averaging right around four and a half yards per carry. He's been able to do a great job recently, 74 plus yards in each of the last five weeks, so he has been showing his worth there, and then you've got a defense in which just got all sorts of weapons. Aaron Donald, the company up there in that front seven. And then in secondary, you've got Jalen Ramsey, even someone like a Jordan Fuller, who doesn't necessarily get the love that he deserves. I think that they're going to be able to do a great job against this 49ers team. You take a look at this Rams defense, and they have now allowed 23 points or fewer in each other their last four weeks. So ever since they wound up taking that Packers loss, this is a team that's really been locking in, very feel very comfortable laying the three and a half year with the LA Rams. Now we've got to hit on my New York post pick. If you want it missing it in the 11 o'clock hour, don't worry, we've got it for you here. And we have seen a little bit of a line move on this game as well, as we've got Memphis taking on Cincinnati. In the words of the great Bill Belichick, we are on to Cincinnati, but that's not where we're on to with regards to my bet on this game, as this is going to be game number 839, 840 on the betting board. Memphis find themselves between a 77.5 point favorite. Total on this game is 142, seeing a couple stray 142.5 out there as well. But when it comes to this game, I do recognize that you're going to have some players that are going to be game time decisions when it comes to Memphis. As we know, it is going to be Alex Lomax along with... Kennedy Lawson, who is going to be out of the fold. So these two guys, you're not going to be able to find Chandler Lawson, I should say. But DeAndre Williams, Landers, Nolly, Jalen Duran, along with Jaden Hardaway. These guys are game time decisions. I think that you're going to see sort of a 50-50 split. Would not be surprised if you do wind up seeing someone like a DeAndre Williams wind up missing this game. So that is sort of factored in my handicap. I still want to make Memphis a 13-point favorite because with Memphis, I do think that Earl Timberlake, along with Tyler Harris out there in the backcourt, are going to be able to do a solid job. Harris is shooting over 40% from three-point range. You've got a Memphis team that they really like to pump up the tempo. They're in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game. Then you take a look at the Cincinnati team, and the offense has really been lacking for this bunch. They rank 322nd in the country when it comes to three-point shooting percentage. And though they do a relatively solid job when it comes to being able to hit the glass, I just don't think that they're going to be able to do so against a Memphis team that just has all sorts of size. And they do a good job as a committee, but you take a look at this Memphis team with regards to the individuals. You've got one guy that's giving you more than five rebounds per game, and that would be Jeremiah Davenport. So that's a big issue for this team. Odie Oguama winds up coming in from Wake Forest. He's been able to get the team right around five boards per game as well. But I do take a look at the Cincinnati team and... Also concerned about their free throw shooting. They rank 298th nationally in this regard. 66.3% at the free throw line, bearing just 29% of their threes. That is a little bit of a doomsday scenario. Now, the good news for Cincinnati, they are in the top 20 with regards to fewest turnovers per game. They do a good job of being able to hold it down. And with regards to points on a per-possession basis, they do rank in the top 30 with that metric as well. But with that said, this is also a Cincinnati team which they fell quite a bit. And when it comes to Memphis, their lifeblood is being able to get points at the free throw line. They rank at the top 15 nationally in regards to the percentage of their points that they wind up getting at the free throw line. Meanwhile, you've got a Cincinnati team that with regards to free throw attempts, they rank 257th in all of college basketball. I think that this is a really bad matchup for Cincinnati. I've not necessarily been impressed by what I've seen out of Wes Miller this year. I think that Wes Miller is a tremendous coach, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time because he wound up having to hit the transfer portal. I feel like he didn't necessarily get the guys that necessarily mesh with his system because typically a West Miller coach team, they're able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to create turnovers. They have not necessarily been able to do as great of a job this season. So I do think that that's going to be a little bit of a woe for this team. I am taking Memphis with the New York Post play today. And when it comes to the total, 
I mentioned it with Memphis. They are in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game. Cincinnati, a little bit of a slower team, but I wanted saying this little at 146 half. I'm looking at an over, and I am willing to lay it with Memphis. Memphis going to be the New York Post play of the day when it comes to the NFL as well. Getting back there, we've got a little bit of everything that is going on with regards to my picks. We've hit on quite a few of these games. Anything that I have yet to hit upon, we're going to try to do that as quickly as possible so that way you have everything that I do like for this NFL Sunday. Wanted to mention the fact that I like the three with the Green Bay Packers. I think that this is an absolutely tremendous spot. I wanted to touching upon the Bears and all their issues on offense, them against the Minnesota Vikings. I think that you're going to see a very low-scoring game. I am very willing to take the under of 44.5. Wanted met talking about the Dolphins. More than likely going to wind up taking six here, but I could very well wind up firing on the money line as well because I do think the Dolphins, the more I look at it, the more I think that there's a good chance that they wind up winning this game outright. I'm going to be going to Jaguars plus 14.5. With the Jaguars, it's a little bit of a grody underdog, but with that said, I do think that you're going to have the Jaguars give their best effort against an Indianapolis Colts team that I'm going to call what it is. The defense has been hit or miss this year. I do certainly think that the team is going to be able to get theirs on the ground with Jonathan Taylor and company, but I do think that the Jaguars hold in there. Now that you've got the hook on the 14, I do think that that's very big. Jets versus Bills, I think, is going to be a really low-scoring game. This is a game that I've yet to really hit upon, and it's because I think that the New York Jets are just not going to be able to do their part when it comes to being able to score points. It's been a really interesting Jets team. Now, if I'm looking anywhere with regards to the spread, I probably would be taking a look at the points. The Jets, they wanted firing pretty much everything that they wanted having against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. I just don't know what they're going to have left in the tank this week. You take a look at what you've been able to get out of the quarterback spot all season long, and it's been bad. I mean, the one start for Mike White was really the lone high watermark for this team now. With Mr. Wilson, he has not thrown an interception really since December 5th. So I do give him a little bit of credit there, but he hasn't necessarily been efficient either. He's completed 60.5% or fewer of his passes in four of the last five weeks. He really has nobody in the ground game to be able to take the pressure off of him when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. This team has not necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job on the ground either. You take a look at Devin Singletary, was expecting a little bit more out of heat along with Zach Moss with Singletary. When he's been getting the ball, it's been a little bit better, and he has been able to get a couple rushing touchdowns recently. Hasn't been able to pop off as many big gainers, so that is something that does wind up coming into effect a little bit, and you also have to keep in mind for the Bills, it's unlikely that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be able to play. He is doubtful in the Bills. They've got their full complement of linebackers, front seven pieces, so I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game. Wound up just hitting upon this one about a minute or so ago. The LA Rams willing to lay the three-and-a-half year. Wound up hitting upon the... Bengals money line. I do like that one with regards to the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. I think we went a little bit too lofty with the total. I do have my question marks when it comes to this Seattle offense and for the Cardinals, they have really not necessarily been themselves whenever you've had off the field, Mr. New Hopkins. So that is an issue. Now it's James Conner. It seems like he's getting closer to being able to play for this team. He might wind up being able to give it a go this week. That would be very big because he was able to practice a little bit with his heel injury. He's been able to give the team 14 touchdowns, but this is an Arizona defense that I do think is going to be a holdup. You wound up seeing them have a good performance last week against the Dallas Cowboys. So taking a look at an under of 48 here with the Saints versus Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, they have been not necessarily able to move the ball ever since Calvin Ridley has been out of the full end. Do you really want to be betting upon any of these Saints quarterbacks to be able to generate points for you? I don't think so. I'm going to be taking a look at the under of 40. A lot of hitting upon the Steelers' money line a little bit earlier as well. And then 
Last one to hit on, Raiders money line is something that I'm taking a look at as well in that primetime game. I do think that Derek Carr is going to be able to get it done. Derek Carr has done a great job of leading this Raiders team through. I mean, just a whole big giant calamity of a season. You wound up having the Henry Rugg situation, John Gruden winding up getting canned. And this is a Chargers team that has been very inconsistent. The fact that they wound up losing to the Houston Texans a few weeks ago raises some red flags. Now, having Austin Eckler back out there obviously is very big for the CB wound up missing that one, but I do think that the Raiders get it done in prime time to be able to clinch a spot into the postseason. And we're always trying to clinch bets for you right here at Beeson. Got the best in the business right here, and we've got you covered all day long through what is going to be a very jam-packed and fun NFL Sunday. That is right here on the Sports Betting Network, Beeson, as this has been the Greg Peterson Experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.